Welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle, the podcast that shares with you the mindset and skill set it takes for you to create your ideal leveraged lifestyle, whatever that might look like for you. Please welcome your host, entrepreneur, world record holder and globetrotter, Catherine Turner. Hi everyone, it is Catherine Turner. I am here, well, not physically in the same location, but we are live on Facebook, streaming this live. It is a podcast recording for Leverage Lifestyle Podcast. This podcast episode is going to be going live on Monday, um, but I wanted to share this uh, awesome content from Chris live um, so you could ask your questions and get in there um, with anything maybe pertinent for you upping your Instagram game like I wanted to this year. And I know Chris is just going to just give you so many actionable strategies, tips, tricks that you can go away with um, tonight. And uh, if you're listening to this back on the recording on the Leverage Lifestyle podcast, then hey, you missed out. But hopefully you're going to get some great content and um, it'll still be a great listen. So Chris, please introduce yourself and what maybe you're going to share with the audience tonight. Of course. So thank you for inviting me on. It's uh, weird seeing you on a, on camera like this, actually. I'm not, I'm not used to doing these sorts of things, which is, uh, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, uh, hello, everyone. My name is Chris Taylor. I originally was a property kind of investor, I guess, um, so to speak. So I was kind of started off uh, within my uh, entrepreneurial journey within a service accommodation business. Now, I only started in February of 2018. So it was really, really new to me. I'd never been involved with property at all, to be fair, prior to that point. But one of the things that I kind of, I guess, leveraged straight away is I met a really, really handy business partner uh, at multiple <laughs> streams of property income event, which was, which was epic. Uh, and we built over quite a successful service accommodation business um, throughout 2018. But I think the main thing that I really want to cover tonight, and I guess the reason that you invited me on is it's kind of the ways that we've used social media and primarily Instagram to build our credibility, so to speak, by documenting our journey, giving value. And what's really amazingly happened is we've built a quite a substantial following, which one has generated some real good finance from us from an investment point of view, which has been epic. And then also now helping one, our own businesses, um, a part of the Ideal Collective, so educational content through the platform. And also now help other businesses as well. So because of the successes that we've had, we've now, through word of mouth and general referrals, kind of had people approach us and wanting us to manage their Instagram profiles um, specifically, helping them grow, helping them develop a good content strategy, and then generate sales off the back end of that as well. So I think it'll be really, really cool tonight just to obviously share some content on how people can use Instagram, no matter what stage they are in their business, to really help them move forward. That's awesome. I love that you've already mentioned the word leverage already, Chris. So you, you clearly got the memo when it came to this podcast. <laughs> cool. So fantastic. So the fact that you kind of made this switch, but obviously it was helping you grow your property business and you were doing some sourcing and building your SA profile, service accommodation profile for those non-property people. So I want to ask the kind of obvious question, but do you think that having a social media presence is like vital nowadays? I think it is. Um, I think the old cliche of visibility equals credibility goes a long way these days. And I think that goes for both offline and online. We spent a lot of time when we first started networking, going to every single networking event that we possibly could to build our brand. 
And the one thing that we also had the added benefit of is that we built our online brands as well. So when we're looking at leverage specifically, what you're enabling us as a partnership to be able to do at that point was not just meet the people that we were meeting at these networking events, but also meet thousands of people online, which we may potentially not have been able to do in the same sort of time frame. I think with online presence now, the speed that's available that you can build relationships up with people, you only have to look at online dating now with Tinder with the way these relationships can develop online. I think building that personal brand online and then your business's brand out the back end, now it, it is vital. Um, and I think if you're not doing it, it's not like a detriment to your business, but you're putting a severe, a big dent in the progression that you could get if you were online and developing your brand that way. So yeah, that's my two cents on it, I guess. Cool. So do you think really social media is giving you like a speed to market, a speed to like profit and like just return on that investment that previously people might have had to literally slog it to networking event after network event or business breakfast or that sort of thing? Yeah, exactly that. Speed is everything these days, as you've just mentioned there. And I think by being online, you've just got the ability just to hit so many different types of people through the simplest of things, like with Instagram specifically, the way that hashtags work. Um, And I know we'll touch on that in a bit more detail as as we go through, but you've just got the ability to hit people that aren't just following you as, as friends, but people that may not actually know who you are at that particular point. But because of the the documentation and the value that you're giving, you're actually attracting the audience to you and giving that huge boost of credibility that, especially as a startup, is a huge added benefit uh, when you're starting to really grow and push your business to the next level. Definitely. Definitely. Great. So you've kind of just made me want to dive straight into this stuff, to be fair. <laughs> so is that okay, Chris? Like, of course it is. Far um, I just think you, I know your, I suppose your mantra, I suppose, around it is about like giving value, giving content. And then it's like, okay, then if people want to know more or want to like work with you, for example, then great. That's kind of, but it's very much about content first. So that's why I want to dive in there. So I know you'd be up for it. Awesome. Cool. And so kind of leading into it, why did you specifically choose Instagram as kind of the area you wanted to focus on and then now kind of coach other people in? Um, You know what? It kind of stemmed originally from a lot of research that I was doing in social media back when kind of I I guess I first started. So, I mean, I started looking at Instagram and taking it seriously back in uh, June last year. And it came from some, I guess, influencers that that I kind of saw as role models. So like a Gary Vaynerchuk, um, a Russell Brunson at, at that time as well, who I'd just come into awareness of. And the one thing that I saw was, although there was there was Facebook communities out there that were providing amazing value. So we, we did target those as well. And we saw these big personalities putting out so much content on Instagram specifically. And my, my real question was why they were doing that. I didn't, I didn't really understand it at the time. But when we really looked into it, what we saw was actually the engagement levels on Instagram specifically was so much higher than what Facebook was giving at the time, what Twitter was giving at the time. Um, YouTube, again, it was a bit of a slog on YouTube. And because we were wanting to document, it was a lot of work um, and a lot of time that would have been needed to really generate that content for YouTube. So that wasn't really a right fit for us. So the combination, obviously, having the huge amounts of engagement that Instagram gave, but also the ease of providing content. There's so many different content strategies on Instagram, which I love. One being that like the lives that we're doing now on Facebook, you can do the exact same thing on Instagram. And the algorithm really does push that sort of content out. 
um, stories these days, the way that you can document and do a number of stories throughout the day and provide as much content as you want, like behind the scenes type knowledge, is really, really cool. And you can actually be in front of people the more often that you post without actually annoying them. With Facebook, I always, you know, you see the consistent posts on Facebook all the time and you're just like, oh, go away, scroll down. With Instagram, you don't get that because the way that the stories work, you can choose who you who you click on to. And then you have the just general feed posts. Um, so when you're posting, we like to do once a day. We started off once a week back when we did. And the frequency, as long as it was high quality, wasn't too much of an issue. We were still getting that message across and the engagement was still growing. Uh, and then there's just new cool things. They're always like with Instagram TV now coming out. Um, it's like a direct addition to YouTube. So you no longer have the issue of just having one minute videos on Instagram. Now you can have the the full range of longer content. So I think the way that it works and the way that it links with all the platforms as well. So you can use like Instagram as a central platform. Um, it links to Facebook. It links to Twitter. So you can repurpose content really, really nicely. You then got the handle of Instagram TV where you can directly put stuff on to YouTube as well. And then LinkedIn's an ever-growing platform, uh, which again, it's just repurposing the content. But Instagram as a, as a central location, for me, it just ticked all the boxes. There wasn't anything that kind of screamed out to me as a better platform to use. So I guess, yeah, sometimes there's a lot of things there that I've um, thrown in, but um, I was just so passionate about when I saw like, all that research and after I'd done it all anyway. It was just such a big green light. Like, okay, that's the platform to focus on. And yeah, so that was it really, I guess. That's cool. I mean, essentially we're leveraging the due diligence that you did to choose Instagram as kind of your platform of choice. And it's really interesting because I think some of the stuff you were saying there would have been Facebook not that long ago. And it's interesting because obviously Instagram is owned by Facebook. Um, so, you know, maybe Mark Zuckerberg has got a kind of idea that, that actually, you know, he saw Instagram growing and he wanted to give that some capabilities that Facebook would have been the kind of go-to platform for. So that's really cool. And and it's good you've mentioned some of those other platforms because really our interview here is part of a little mini series that I've been doing around how virtual assistants can help you on the different specific platforms. But I knew I had to get you on because I'm no Instagram ex- expert at all. You know, the fact that you coach other people, the just the figures you've achieved. So as part of your intro, I suppose you were very humble and didn't really talk about what you've achieved on Facebook in just a few months. So I'm going to give you a chance, as the Americans say, a humble brag. Um, <laughs> but, but really, I suppose it's to, to let people know that you've got some authority in this, like you say, um, the credibility that goes behind it. So do share with you, the audience, some of your kind of numbers, your stats, maybe a little bit behind how you've managed to achieve that. Is there anything specific you've focused on? You've talked about the different content um, methods and strategies on, on Instagram. Anything that you found or our finding has changed since you started would be really good as well. I know there's a lot there. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it rewinds back to, I guess, the the starting on treating Instagram seriously back in June 2018, really. Um, so we we primarily used it as a documentation platform. There are some big influencers out there that, that say that documentation is the way forward. And I do agree. I really do. I think as long as you're giving true value in your documentation at the same time, then it's a really, really good advocate for the platform, 100%. But what we were found, we were basically, me and Steve, Steve kind of like was the operations behind the business. He was doing ridiculous amounts of work to get it sorted. And I thought, you know what? Let's just take the information that what we're learning along the way and then put it online and just see what traction we got. Uh, We knew, as I mentioned in the intro, that the visibility on that platform was only going to be a good thing. 
what we tried to do, uh, and it proved to be really successful from the end of it, was provide people, bearing in mind, we were at the beginning of our journey, right? So we, we had no in, like, previous education on property prior to February when we met. Um, and we, we knew that information was helpful to people. So with every action that we took, we simply documented what we did in that day and then how someone else who was maybe behind us in our journey could then do it. Um, so it was all about value. It was all about there was no money exchange there whatsoever. It was all about giving free content to help people. We received like so much help um, in our journey when we started that we almost felt that it was it was justice to then provide that back to one of the communities that are out there and then in our content also. Um, and that just then did build the traction, like I say. So we were, I was doing a few stories every day. I was posting once a week, just documenting what we'd done in the week. And the following number just kept growing and growing and growing. What we then started to do, which was a nice, it was then started to build relationships up with the people that were then following us. So it was more like an introduction message, finding out what made them come over to our profile. Nine times out of 10, it was because of the, the content that we were putting out there and they found it interesting and word of mouth then spreads, which is, which is what you really want. Um, but I mean, fast forward to like, about, like 10 months now that I've been really treating this platform um, really, really seriously. Uh, I mean, followers aren't the most important thing, but obviously having more eyes on your profiles are really, really important. Uh, so we, I think my, I don't know what the exact number is. It's about 22,000, something like that, that we've built up um, over the last 10 months personally on my own profile. Uh, engagement rates are the most important thing, really. So followers are great. Eyes on your content is amazing. But actually the engagement and the interaction that you get, so the comments that you get on your, on your posts, the direct messages that you get at the back end of any particular content, that's the bit that I like. Uh, and that's the bit that we've got. So, I mean, our engagement levels are around about the 10% rate, nine times out of 10, depending on the on the post that we put out. And for me, that's the main thing. Obviously, our accounts keep growing day by day. We're now helping other people grow their accounts. I mean, we last looked, we've, we've got quite a number of people that we're now helping grow their Instagram accounts um, specifically and then their engagement alongside it. Uh, and we're around about the 65,000 follower growth mark across the portfolio of people that we that we work with. Um, and that's quite a cool stat because alongside the following, the engagement rates have stayed level. And a lot of people, when they grow their following, when it's not organic, their engagement rates do drop. And what we've been able to do with the people that we're working with is make sure that that may, really maintains high. And the people that are coming over to those specific people's profiles are highly targeted and they actually want to see the content that these people are putting out. Uh, and that's then generated kind of a bit of an education piece. So uh, we weren't going to go into property education whatsoever when we first started. It wasn't really in the front of our minds at all. Um, it just kind of happened where people were just asking us like question after question. And it tended to be the same questions all, all the time. So we started just documenting what the questions were and then just started to build like a, a bit of a like an ebook type thing. Uh, and it was all around service accommodation and Airbnb and how someone can get started and get their units. And on the January the 29th, we decided that people were getting kind of showing so much interest in it that we'd launched the product. We put an initial price tag off it and we ended up selling 150 copies within six weeks. Um, and that generated around 22, 23,000 pounds. And we're starting to think, actually, we've kind of got something here, which, okay, the, the product was really, really good. Um, but actually, it's the strategy that goes behind pushing that product out 
with more of a social selling aspect rather than a direct pitch fest that you sometimes get on social media platforms these days. Uh, and again, that then kind of generated a lot of interest when we started sharing those results. Uh, and that kind of then pushed us into kind of Instagram education was like, actually, we've, we've managed to build a following, build other people's followings. And now I've also generated sales of a product of our own. So let's try and do it with a, with a few other people. And again, they, they, have, they tend to be in the property space that they were, but we're now working with other industries as well. Um, just proving the concept that if you've got a good product and a good message and are able to provide consistent value for a period of time, then anybody can monetize Instagram. It's just all about having the right knowledge and the right process and then putting the effort in to really put together the best package to help your audience out. Nice. So I was just thinking about some of the stats you just shared there. It's pretty cool because I think last time we spoke, your Instagram following is around 22,000, roughly, mm-hmm. probably yeah. growing 100 plus a day, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> kind of like you've done for me, which is awesome. And you've made more than the amount of followers you have. So there's sometimes like a rule of thumb around, I think it's like a pound per one, 10, 100, like depending on kind of how you're building it. And it's just like, it's proof that it's achievable. And I love some of these tips you shared there. So there was a lot you went into. So I want to kind of unpack it a little bit and then we'll carry on a bit. So I think for people just starting on their journey in terms of business or property or investing or whatever it might be, uh, a lot of my listeners are in maybe transition phases between jobs or uh, doing a kind of side hustle, as it were, and getting side income. Other people are just start a journey. Other people are kind of a bit beyond, but haven't necessarily leveraged and they're still very in it themselves. So I was thinking about people at each different stage of their journey. So you've talked about people just documenting or you and, uh, and Stephen were just documenting your journey. I just need to clarify, there's two Stephens going on here as well, because my husband, Stephen and uh, Stephen Fryer. So, uh, and it's so funny, it's a CNS, isn't it? The whole, whole way. Uh, I love it. But uh, essentially, you were documenting what you were learning, how you were putting it into action. And anyone can do that then. It's like you can give value straight away, even when maybe you're still feeling like, oh, how much do I know? You know, I'm only just getting started. But actually, that's really valuable to people who haven't even got started yet. And then I suppose like then further along the line, it's like, okay, how do I build a product out of maybe something I already know or I'm implementing or I'm doing? And then to people further down the journey, it's like, okay, I've got a load of knowledge inside me. How can I put that into some sort of product that now I've built up this following who want this product from me? And it means then I can create leads and sales from this Instagram following I built. So that's really cool because I think that applies to anyone wherever they are in their journey and people can be starting now, which is really cool. Exactly. Awesome. So you mentioned you work with a few clients. What are the kind of top tips you give to people that you work with? How are you helping them specifically? I know a lot of them are in the property sphere just because of kind of you starting in property once you came out your job and things like that. But Obviously, we're doing a few more things now altogether um, as part of the Ideal Collective. Yeah, any kind of insights you can give us from people you work with, I'm happy to be used as an example, by the way, as well. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> cool. Um, I think, yeah, there's, there's a few different things that people can do um, to really make the most out of their Instagram profiles straight from the beginning. Um, it's really easy to implement straight away. Um, and it starts really from the foundations of your profile, um, really. So the first question that everyone's got to ask themselves is, is what value can they give? What niche are they, are they in and who are they then looking to help? So we have like a, a formula that we look, uh, that we talk about quite a lot when we're, we're out speaking these days or at events or anything like that. And it's, um, 
it's the vape model. Uh, we've just had to figure out some sort of word that works together. <laughs> we kind of come up with that, so it kind of works. Um, but it's about adding, so ha- understanding what your true value is. Um, so what can you offer um, the world in your journey, whether you're documenting or you're just giving tips out on your journey as you go. Again, understanding what your niche is, asking yourself the question of how can I actually help someone move forward, like the, probably the help that we've probably received, um, and how can you reciprocate it? The second part of that is you move into your avatar. So people tend to be quite general in the way that they look at their target market these days. And I think it's the wrong way to go about it. The way that we look is to go really, really specific. So you'll have all different types of people that your potential business could help or serve. Uh, And I take the service accommodation market just as a a specific, because obviously we're both in it, we understand it. And I'm sure a lot of people understand the service accommodation market. But when you're looking for certain guest types, just as an example, a lot of the answers that you get of who your target market is, is I'm looking for corporates. And it's a real general term. And it's like, okay, well, what corporates? What positions are you looking at? What companies could they work for? What location are they in? Why are they there? Why are they traveling? How long do they come for? And then once you start actually detailing now that avatar, it's not just from an Instagram perspective, it's from a whole marketing strategy perspective is you're mapping out that ideal client and then you can generate your content on Instagram to specifically target them. If we were looking just to document our service accommodation journey and help people follow along on what we were doing, we would generally provide people that are at the introductionary level to Airbnb and service accommodation and how the entry level tips of how they can move forward. Um, If it was we were looking at doing a business specific strategy uh, and we were looking to get guests in, we would do different marketing pieces and content pieces by defining who that avatar actually is and then start hitting them directly. So start trying to post specific content that although you may think that it's quite strict and streamlined and you're narrowing down and missing out a huge amount of people, how many people do you really need in your service accommodation unit to stay for one night? You don't need that many. And once you've got that person in, you can build that relationship and nurture it and move and move it forward. So I think defining your avatar, it's all about really niching down and understanding who it is that you're trying to help. And that, that goes across any business. Um, so the second part to it is defining who your avatar is, but being really specific and understanding what they really want to know. And then I don't know. I used to do this in the past, right? So I used to take a photo or a video and then make up my message. So I never really used to think about what I was wanting to to talk about. It was okay. Well, there's a photo of me on holiday or something like that. And okay, how can I make that some sort of content? And actually, we like to flip it on its head. We like to understand what the value, what the message is, who we're looking to target. Then we will go and produce the content. So that way, it can be engaging content. So a lot of the ones where I did a post recently, actually, and it was kind of show me your hand if, and it was just me speaking with my hand up. But actually the engagement, I don't think it was a coincidence that it was a lot higher than when I was just on holiday talking about something that potentially wasn't relevant when I first started. And all those sorts of things all linking quite nicely for anyone that's beginning. And it's just understanding what value you can give, the avatar that you're targeting, then you produce your content and then just evaluate it at the end. So look at the performance for anyone that, that is new to Instagram, you can convert your personal page into a business page and it doesn't turn you into a business like profile specifically. It just means that you get some added benefits um, like contact details that you can add. Um, and the most important thing is you get access to Instagram insights. 
So it gives you some really cool stats, um, which will show you the best times to post, how certain posts have done, uh, and the sort of content which is doing well, and then also content that potentially you may not want to do again um, because the performance wasn't quite there. Um, so yeah, when it comes to, to the kind of topics for beginners, that works really, really well. So it's just understanding the core message. In terms of practical stuff, the big thing to start with is there was an interesting stat that I read on, it was just in, on the Instagram website, actually. It was just, they normally do like little tips and tricks and all that sort of thing on there. And it was all about bios. Um, so the bit underneath your, uh, your profile image, underneath your username is like a section where you could basically put anything in there. I think it's something on the lines of around 30, 35 characters that you can put in. But the tip was is that on average, you have seven to eight seconds with someone hitting your profile to convince them to follow you. And when you click onto any sort of profile, the first thing that they see is your profile image, your username, and your bio. And Instagram is quite restricted in the bio content, so you've got to be really specific. And what we teach anybody that's new to it to do is tell, tell people a reason as to why they should follow you. Um, so if you look at mine, for instance, it's probably um, an example to use. Um, I label myself as a property and an Instagram coach. So as soon as someone comes to me, they know that that's what I'm kind of niched into. And then below that, you've then got, um, I help people do this in this time frame. And people can do that with anything that they want to do, whether that's, I help people um, find accommodation in Gloucester um, for, for not to six months, if it's a service accommodation business. Um, I help people find leads, generate leads, and then create more sales off the back end within one to two months. And again, it's all about what can you do in a certain time frame. And the reason we do that is because just below that, Instagram gives you one link and only one link that you can use um, within the whole of the system. And it's what we call it within the industry is the call to action. So what you're doing with that line above is you're calling people and giving people a reason to click your link below. Um, because the overall concept of Instagram as a platform and social media in general is to drive traffic. So you're trying to bring as many people to your profile to actually take them off the profile and e either into an email database or an opt-in page, which you can then push them down into, into a sales funnel, which is the monetization part that comes towards the back end of anything that we teach. That comes really right at the, the last point. Uh, and then the final bit, that, which I think wraps it quite nicely, is kind of like my most, where I'm most passionate about is the content that you produce. So it's all about providing value. So I, I have a, I say we can't do the slides on this sort of thing, but I did some research into some sort of documentation examples and there was a property development post, which was uh, basically just a photo of the development and it just says, back of house done with full stop. And that's a prime example of documentation, mm. telling people what he's doing. Um, but the, the really most important concept of that is, is then actually providing the value. So why should somebody look on that post? Why should they take interest in it? Um, how can they take any value from that to then convince them that you're a person that they should follow and kind of rely on as the expert within that, within that industry? So yeah, I've gone into quite a bit there, but hopefully that, that helps with any beginners, I think, going into it. Nice. Fantastic. Honestly, I, I think interesting thing was I've been looking, as I mentioned in a few of my Facebook posts, um, that I've been looking to up my Instagram game this year. And I had connected with some other people that, again, people had recommended along the way. And then, of course, we came together through the Ideal Collective anyway. And so I was like, well, actually, Chris is smashing it and actually smashing it more than the people that I was recommended to go and see. And I was like, well, 
like there's got to be something there. And I'm always like, how can I go and learn directly? How can I work with the person who's actually doing the thing I'm aiming to do? And my my big aim was like, okay, how can I increase followers, but actually genuine followers, uh, people that are going to engage and actually, you know, want the things that I'm offering. So you've completely delivered on that for me. And I think one of the key things I wanted to share with people is like, how can we go and leverage some more of your knowledge, Chris? Because I'm all about on, as I say, I think people know at this podcast, like let's leverage time, let's leverage your money, but also leveraging other people's knowledge and experience is sometimes actually worth more than those first two um, at the beginning. So share with us more how we could leverage you, Chris. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, obviously my Instagram profile is a, a, is a good place to start. <laughs> uh, I do provide a lot of content on there. For people and people do find good value from it by content used to be very much service accommodation focused because that was the aim when we started um it's now very much instagram focused so actually helping people um with good i, I like to think it's good quality content anyway and seeing with the engagement rates that it's getting it seems to be getting some good traction and results um for people which is cool but like i said i think i think i mentioned it briefly earlier one of the things that we we seem to get a pattern of is we have the same sort of questions kind of asked over and over again and what we now do is, as a bit of a leverage point, I guess, is actually take notes of them and put them into like a form of like a document. And then what we then do from there is we turn that into almost like course content. I haven't actually mentioned my previous job at all uh, before I started in property, but I was basically, I was in sales. So I used to love presenting, um, standing up and kind of sharing a message out. And I, I kind of missed that uh, when I went into property. I, that kind of stopped. And I did a few testimonial type talks around service accommodation and all that sort of thing but I was missing something and I wanted to get back into kind of like coaching and teaching people because that's where my, my passion is I think the kind of core of giving value out to people comes from that thing that kind of lights me up and of helping people move forward now in their business journeys through Instagram specifically and um, so we've designed our, our two-day masterclass that we run and there's normally one every couple of months and it's really all around giving someone either whether you're an introduction to the profile or the platform specifically, someone who kind of dabbles in it, kind of uses it every now and again, but doesn't really understand the power or someone that's actively using it, but hasn't actually managed to grow their following to the next level, grow their engagement rates to the next level or monetize the platform at all. So we take it right back to the basics at the beginning. So we kind of go through the implementation of the account. We have like a nine step process that we, that we go through over the two days. But the overall concepts of it are we go through implementation and optimization of your profile specifically. So you've got a really core foundation, a bit like property, you know, you need the foundation to be able to build upon. And then we really then go into kind of like the nitty gritty. So how you really grow your audience, how you nurture your audience and build the relationships with them, how you turn them into loyal fans, and then how you then towards the back end. So this comes really at the end and it comes at the end for the reason is how you can then monetize that audience. Um, because there's so much that comes before that. People make the mistake of just going in for the sales pitch straight away. We make a conscious effort to make sure that that is right at the end of our process because what you're trying to do on the whole of these profiles is drive traffic and build relationships, provide value and help people and position yourself as the true expert within your particular niche. So over the two days, we go through all of that journey and then finish off with how you can actually use this to increase your bottom line. And yeah, it's a, it's a two-day event. It's hosted in Northampton currently where I'm based. And yeah, I'm really excited. I love doing them. I love workshops. I love being involved. They're really high energy. 
how we have loads of engagement, loads of interaction, loads of practical exercises that we cover. And the aim is, is that you leave there with every single bit of knowledge you need to be able to go and run an optimized Instagram platform, which is going to really, really help your personal brand and your business brand move forward. So yeah, really, really excited about that. Sweet. So the interesting part is, I know a lot of people want to build their business brand and their personal brand. So is that something you're going to cover on the two days that people get both elements? Because I know some people's like, what do I start with? Do I try and build up both at the same time? Yeah, so we, we do cover both. Um, so a lot of the concepts are transferable, so they go across both. Um, but what we do is we do have sections where we kind of go specifically into personal branding and the importance of it, and then how that then relates back to business branding. So we cover both aspects throughout the two days and kind of explain how they cohabitate together and how they work really, really nicely together. So yeah, we, we cover both. Fantastic. So as always, I like to make sure that we are giving something of extra value to uh, the Leveraged Lifestyle listeners and of course those that are joining us live on the Facebook Live. And remember, if you are on the Facebook Live, you have got a chance to ask uh, questions live to Chris as well. We'll be taking more of them at the end, so make sure you get them in as well. So one of the things is, like I said, making sure we give you a, a fantastic discount. So Chris, if you want to share a little bit more and where people need to go to find out more. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so we have done like a special offer. Um, we definitely for your podcast, especially. Thanks. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we've done a, a discount. It's a, it's a it's a three hundred pound discount. It's twenty five percent off. I think it works out as. Um, so it's discounted to your left leveraged lifestyle listeners. So see the full details of it because we've we've built up a, a specific page for for this particular event that's coming on, and it's the the link that you need is bit.ly so bit.ly forward slash leverage insta so leverage is in your in your uh, your podcast and insta i-n-s-t-a um we'll leave that uh, hopefully in the show notes is that is that right um, yeah it'll be in the show notes for sure so bit.ly forward slash leverage insta does what it says on the tin essentially all lowercase as well really important but yeah all the details will be in the show notes if you're listening back on the podcast episode but yeah i i want to delve in a bit more about some of the stuff that people kind of shared with me and I want to kind of get your insights on it mm. uh, actually and double check one of the things uh we're going to share your Instagram page as well in the comments and the links in the show notes at the end so I know a lot of people are like Chris how do we connect you on Instagram of course uh, <laughs> but well don't worry we're going to make sure you've got all those details before Chris leaves us um, but yeah so some of the things uh I was kind of told but it didn't necessarily have the biggest impact like you've been able to grow my account uh, specifically and it's quite nice because you've been helping with the kind of the property and virtual team building uh, account that I have in the kind of business account. Um, but also uh, I've got another account, which is very much around my kind of vegan lifestyle stuff. And so it's great to see personally that you can do it with kind of no matter what the subject as well. Because I know a lot of people listening to this may be in different backgrounds and stuff. So one of the things I was talked about was like hashtags anything you want to talk about hashtags at all? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, hashtags are, are kind of the unique thing um, about Instagram specifically. So they are present on other platforms now. Um, they originally came from Twitter. So they were kind of the, the thing to, to do on Twitter specifically. But for me, Instagram kind of took it to another level really because of the types of content that it kind of enabled people to publish. So the way that I like to treat hashtags are a bit like an index at the back of a book. So they're like a categorization. I can never say that word. Categorizations. There we go. Um, way <laughs> of um, 
of actually putting posts into specific categories yeah. um, so people can find them. Um, and the way that we that we use it with your vegan profile compared to your entrepreneurial type profile mm. um, is via the hashtag specifically. So there'll be there's specific hashtags that the most obvious ones that people use within. Let's pick the vegan the industry, which to be fair, I know nothing about. So this is me <laughs> completely reeling on sort of knowledge that I've got. Um, but people would generally look for anything vegan related as hashtag vegan, right? And to to grow their following, they would potentially go and interact with people that have just commented on hashtag vegan. The thing that I think is the most important with it is, again, like we really are specific with the avatar that we design in the marketing strategy, it's actually being really specific within the hashtag strategy as well. Um, so actually not going where into a, a hashtag which has got millions of posts because your content's just going to get lost, especially if you're not an established like tens of thousands type type following with high engagement profile, your content will get lost in those sorts of large hashtags. So for me, it's all about going into like the real specific hashtags, which have probably got anything from 5,000 posts up to around the 20,000 mark. If your following is under 10,000, like 90% of Instagram's uh, accounts are. And from there, what you're, what you're increasing your likelihood of is your post being seen by more people. And that then starts like a domino effect. So if your post is seen by more people, then more likely you're going to get more engagement on it, which is actually going to trigger Instagram to go, actually, more people need to see this. And it's only going to bring more followers. It's going to build a bigger and better profile. And then the overall concept is it builds your brand to the next level. So I think with hashtags specifically, again, it's, it's just about being specific. Um, use a couple of the big hashtags when you're posting, just so you've got them there. But the more detail and the more specific you can go, to what your common questions or problems may be from your customer's point of view. So what are they going to be typing in that is going to bring up your content as the answer? That's the kind of direction that we, that we go in. And it's not the only way of doing things by any means, but it's the thing that works for us and it's what's showing us the results at the moment. Um, and it's the thing that we're going to carry on doing until I guess something changes and we notice a difference. So yeah, that, I guess that's my, my thoughts on that. No, that's really cool because I think, you know, maybe a lot of people want to go for the the biggest hashtags with the kind of biggest following behind them. But actually, your main strategy is actually finding the kind of smaller, you say about 5,000 kind of followers? Yeah, 5,000 5, to 20,000 posts. Okay, yeah. Within it, yeah. That's really helpful. And that's, yeah, I, I love that really specific tip for everyone there that can actually start implementing straight away. So that's really cool. So actually, the interesting thing is you said you hadn't mentioned about your job, but then you kind of did. And one of my questions was just because, again, a lot of my audience are coming from maybe a job to then coming into business or investment and things like that is the transferable skills that people can take and that you, in your instance, took from your job and have brought now into either property or business that you're doing now. Because I think so many people think, oh, it's a waste of time now. I've, I've just done this job and I'm quitting. But what's been your experience? My experience, so I had a background in customer services and then into sales. Um, so I had a around an 18 months stint in account management specifically where I was building relationships up with people. I worked for a car leasing company. I actually really enjoyed my job. I just kind of got to a position where I kind of hit that ceiling where it's like, this is me now set for the next 10 years um, and I just need something new. So I've got a bit of an addictive personality. You, you're getting to know me. I'm sure you're, you're starting to pick up on it. Um, but yeah, it's... It's all about really the relationship building. So when we went into property, 
Um, we needed to build relationships up with investors, build relationships up with with mentors. So they would give us uh, more information. Now we kind of stuck with our mentors really, really closely because they really helped us move forward. Uh, and then the sales strategy, I guess it's all about, again, building rapport. And I tended to be quite an organized person. Uh, I'm starting to, to change a bit now, actually. I, I need to get back to my old self. I used to be really, really structured with the way that I work. But yeah, no, the organization skills, because I used to have to manage quite a busy diary. Um, now moving into a world where we've got numerous businesses to run, it's just all about balancing that time. So it's not something like rocket science, really. It's like the basic core principles that I took from work. So basic kind of like typing in emails, how to communicate properly in emails, how to speak properly to different types of people. So there'll be events where we go to where I have to put on my silly corporate voice uh, and then have to change slightly when I'm with my friends and having to adapt in networking environments where I can really be energetic and show who I really am. And yeah, I think just the core elements of being in a, in a corporate role, you kind of then can take that into, into like an entrepreneurial role and kind of then make them your own and actually be your true self which I think has been really important on my journey. Yeah, that's cool. It's so interesting you say about, obviously, um, I'd say me and you are maybe the more creatives of the four of us now in the Ideal Collective and the two Stevens kind of try and keep us in our box a little bit. Otherwise, we do get a bit carried away with the stuff. Shiny penny syndrome is my problem. Indeed, indeed. But I think the interesting thing is, obviously, you met my Stephen. He was your mentor for a while in SA. And um, I think the interesting thing is we've, kind of gone along a similar journey but I feel like yours has been fast-tracked I suppose is the word the word I can find at the moment Mm. um in some ways would you say because of social media because of the fact that you just did take that step to document and get yourself out there and be known in that area you you know what I've just been on a like a a subconscious mind workshop believe it or not on this weekend which is totally outside my comfort zone but it was awesome (laughs) And it actually made me evaluate a little bit about how, because we have done quite a lot in a year. Mm. And actually, it feels like a lifetime. It feels like you've always been been in this journey. And <laughs> I look back at kind of the things that we potentially have done differently to others. And I think it comes a combination to two things. I think social media is is obviously really, really important. And it has really helped boosted our credibility up. But then networking, both online and offline, Mm. knowing your faces at events and also in posts within communities, commenting, helping people. I think that's a huge benefit and a kind of a thing that I think everybody is now actually starting to pick up on. Uh, We've maybe just started picking up on it a little bit earlier than than what a lot of people do in their journeys. Um, We we knew straight away that if we could position ourselves as experts, one, it was going to help us leverage investor money to fund more deals. Um, but also then from an education point, if we could absorb as much knowledge as we can and put that into educational content for people, we were proving that it and living it. So it was actually working for us. So there was no reason why uh, we couldn't then help other people. And I think social media and networking were the two things that I guess helped us move forward quite quickly and meet a lot of people in a short amount of time, which is it's all about who, who you know these days, isn't it? I always hear that sort of saying. And I think that's definitely the case online and offline. Yeah, for sure. I personally can have seen all of your investment in that. And like you and Stephen are just constantly out at networking events and on the road and things like that and putting in putting in the mileage as well as on social media. So I think, you know, I think people saying, oh, you know, is networking face to face kind of dead? I don't think so at all. It definitely was a bigger part of our journey at the beginning and like the joint venture partners we met and people we worked with, for sure, we met 
at networking and training as well. Like so many people that I've met through training, obviously I'm a speaker as well. You're doing a lot more speaking as well, Chris. And I think just putting yourself out there and actually, you know, getting to shake people's hands is so important. I know personally, I need to do a little bit more of that, but um, do have my hands full with two under two currently. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. So um, that's why I love podcasting and being able to deliver content like this as well, of course. But it's also why I love to work then with yourself and Stephen. You know, you haven't got kids yet. That's always a, a bonus when... Uh, that you I know, know of. Yeah, well, there you go. No, they're, they're beautiful, but yes, they do take up time. Um, and so it's really great to be able to have people tap into you, you know, maybe the conduit for people to find out more about you. And I think the interesting was a, a thing I put a post up about the fact we were doing this tonight. And uh, you just had loads of people then suddenly like, Chris, tell us more. And I had I had messages as well. And well, one of the things I suppose would be good to kind of talk about a little bit more and maybe go a little bit more depth on is like, how could I be a better client for you? Because I know I'm still not doing everything I could do. Um, and hopefully through me, people can learn vicariously through me, through your information, you could help for me to take it even to another level I'm sure oh, that's, a tough, <laughs> that's a tough question you don't have spot there. Um, well I, I could already think of two based on what you said yeah so I think personally for me more consistent content so you were saying maybe like posting every day so for sure mm-hmm. that's that's my planning and kids um, yes, of course. Yeah. but hey uh, <laughs> and then probably stories like so someone asked the other day in a Facebook group actually what do you look at more stories or people's feeds on Instagram specifically and there was a high percentage of people saying stories and not actually the feed so I know I'm not necessarily using stories as good as I could do what could you share about sharing on stories that is going to help people as well yeah I did the same poll on my Instagram profile actually because ah. I because <laughs> I was really really interested to see because the engagement on my post is really cool and actually the engagement on stories in terms of the way that you can use different engagement type tools within stories to help understand like the poll um for mm. instance you can actually gauge people's feelings towards certain content ideas that you're looking at the swipe up feature is obviously cool when you've got over 10,000 followers which you'll soon be at so you'll be able to uh, so you'll be able to see it um, but with, with stories, it's, it's taking documentation to the next level. So with content and, and your actual feed that you're scrolling through and seeing different kinds of posts, it's very similar to Facebook. And posting too frequently can become annoying. And especially when you're not really giving the amount of value that you're doing in every other post that you could be doing. And with, with stories, they're only available for 24 hours. And the way that I like to look at Instagram is a bit similar to the way the podcast now. Podcasts are like the new radio. So looking back in the, the old ones, like that, that, that's the new radio now with the way the podcasts work. Instagram, I really like because it's almost like a reality TV show. So it's like my own personal reality TV show <laughs> in my life. So I'm documenting the day-to-day stuff of what I'm doing. And actually, what I didn't realize when I first started is people do like to know the behind the scenes to your business. Um, I follow some real cool influencers within the marketing market and they always give like kind of hidden footage about what's going on in the backgrounds of their business. And I'm quite a nerd like that. I need to, I like to know that sort of information. And I've started just trialing it on my profile over the last about three months. And the in-story engagement has just gone through the roof. And because you can't actually post too much story content because 
it, I've not actually come across anyone where I'm like, that's too much. Uh, I can't see them anymore. And you go mute them or you unfollow them on stories specifically. I have done with with content and feeds and I'm sure people have seen too much of my content and unfollowed <laughs> me for it. It just happens. Um, but with stories, I've never, ever done it. Um, and I think if people are just looking to use it more, one, I would really, really encourage it. And two, if you're looking for kind of you're struggling for stuff to put on there, just show people what you're doing in the day. Show people, even if it is just as boring as I'm looking at an email from an investor. Um, but if you can give value on why you're looking at that email or how someone else can get into a position where they're getting those sorts of emails in and just little kind of things like that, little tips throughout the day. Um, if you're unsure on the content that you want to put out that particular evening or that week or that month, depending on the frequency that you're posting, you can actually give them two options in terms of them being your audience and let them decide what they potentially want. And I've done that. And when I have done it, the engagement has been a lot higher because you're building up the kind of awareness of that post is coming and people want to see it. It's almost like laying down that hook for people to then to come and actually say, okay, Chris, you said this is content's coming. Where is it? I've been waiting for it. And again, stories are a really, really good way of like driving traffic to your posts and posts are another good way of driving traffic to your stories. They, they kind of are two separate content strategies that are equally as powerful. Sweet. Okay. I love that. Um, you've essentially convinced me that I need to be doing more on stories. So <laughs> thanks, Chris. Um, so we'll kind of wrap up with a few quick fire questions that I like to add to the podcast. And then essentially we're going to give you some bonus content on the live. So again, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're not going to get all the questions answered. Um, maybe that you haven't asked, but those watching live, that's your little extra for coming to join us. So make sure if you are joining us on the podcast uh, on Monday and you're like, ah, I didn't join the live. Well, hey, you missed out. Come and check it out on uh, Catherine Turner Speaker on Facebook. So let's wrap up a few things now and then we'll kind of get onto the questions. So the kind of question I have to ask everyone, because this is called Leverage Lifestyle Podcast. What does either living or having a leveraged lifestyle mean to you, Chris? Yeah, I knew this question was coming because it is the one <laughs> question you ask every guest. And it's actually, it's quite a, a hard question for me, for me to ask because there's so many different things that make up a leveraged lifestyle for me. But I think the biggest, the biggest explanation that I could give is I know what my strengths are. I know what my weaknesses are. So by, by partnering with other people, I'm able to focus on my strengths and leverage my weaknesses out to the people that are actually really, really good at them and enjoy doing them. Um, so I think it's all about outsourcing your weaknesses and focusing on your strengths to help build a bigger business together. I think partnerships are the best way to grow really, really quickly. I, I, would, not, I would definitely not be in the position I'm in now without Stephen Fryer and then without you two with the way that the way that we've built the ideal collective now and moving forward. And I think we are kind of like the prime example of leverage in my eyes in the fact that we all know what we're good at and it's all about really focusing on that to work together to then share the rewards at the end of it. So yeah, I've thinking around that, but that was kind of yeah, where I got to on it. <laughs> Fantastic. And it's always good to know that you're actually listening, Chris, because my Stephen doesn't actually listen. So, you know, <laughs> maybe you can encourage him to. Um, I'm only joking. He's listened to a few. <laughs> but yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think I've done a whole episode about playing to your strengths. And I think, yeah, that is a key to a leverage lifestyle. Fantastic. Cool. So you've mentioned about people that were inspiring you in terms of their Instagram. And one of the things that you were learning from people who were really using Instagram really well. So is there someone who really inspires you? Maybe they are really great at Instagram or maybe it's someone else. 
Um, yeah, R- Russell Brunson by a, a country mile. I've only come to know him quite recently through Steve Fryer. Steve has um, Steve followed Russell for a while. But what he, he does on social media now is he's an amazing storyteller. And I think as human beings, what we all relate to is stories. And what is what I'm trying now to build into my content a bit more and something that he's nailed on completely. The, real, the reason why he sells so well is because he tells stories everywhere he goes and every bit of content. Um, so he's the one person I follow religiously day in, day out, look at every single bit of content he puts out because he's really, really clever um, and strategic with the way that he does it. He's great. Cool. Okay. Like that, we'll make sure his uh, details are in the, the show notes as well. Uh, best advice you've received? Best advice I've received um, would be very similar to my definition of a leverage lifestyle. Focus on your strengths and outsource your weaknesses. Don't bother focusing on your weaknesses. You're better off just giving them to someone else. And then you focus on what you enjoy doing and what you're good at. Yeah, great. I think uh, too often in school, it's the other way around, isn't it? That you've got to kind of up your areas you're weak in. And that's not actually really how life ends up working in the end. So cool. And of course, on the back of that, any the worst advice you've received or some bad advice you've received that you're just like, no, don't go there. This is a hard one, actually, because I tend to disregard like bad advice. Mm. Um, The one that always sticks in my head is work smart, not hard. I like the idea of it, but I I also have a a bit of a a like of a Gary Vee in the way that he talks. And actually, you should be doing both. So working hard and working smart. Um, So I I wouldn't say it's like the worst advice ever, working smart and not working hard. But that's the one that kind of sticks out to me is actually I kind of disagree with, I think, is uh, the best way to do it. I suppose my kind of caveat with that is it's not working hard forever because you've worked smarter along the way. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Cool. That is like, well, when I found out how old you were, <laughs> we were all getting together the other week, I was like, do I ask this question? But I'm going to put it out there anyway. I won't make myself feel old. It's fine. Um, <laughs> what would you most like to be remembered for? The one thing that I really like to be is... I like to think of this as me as a person, as well as in business, um, as someone that comes across as a person that likes to really help people um, and leave a bit of a legacy in, in whatever it is that I really do master. And obviously at the moment, it's Instagram that I'm focusing on because that's kind of where I really, really see a real gap in the market and something that needs to be filled. But someone that kind of goes over and above and isn't bothered about the money that he earns, but actually the people that he's helped. Um, because I, I have a real bad... It's not bad. It's good in my eyes, bad from a business sense of giving a lot of information away for free. Um, I, you'll find a lot more of my Instagram profile than you will in some courses that you go and buy. And it's because I feel that I have a duty to spread a message that people may not be aware of, whether that's from a service accommodation point of view all the way to an Instagram point of view, to maybe even a distant business in the future that I start. Uh, I'm all about trying to help people the way that I've received help. Um, and it's just hopefully being remembered for actually reciprocating the message of the help that I've got and passing that on to other people. Definitely. Like, like it. Nice. Okay. What's next in terms of goals for you? Is there anything particular on Instagram you want to be achieving or number of clients you want to help achieve um, their goals this year, something like that? Yeah, well, the, the Instagram masterclasses, um, I believe are going to do really, really well. Um, we've had some real, really good interest in them. My, my aim is to try and take that so we're, we're running them monthly um, and filling them every single time because um, I think it's a real strong message that we're trying to deliver in those. But I think it's it's one really helping the ideal collective grow. Um, we're obviously a newly formed collection of companies um, with lots and lots of things that we're, we're wanting to do. 
but it's having fun. I think I, I have worked and worked and worked in a corporate role for a while and potentially kind of lost the feeling of actually enjoying myself. And then when you kind of start an entrepreneur's journey, I know I said earlier about the working hard and the working smart thing, um, but we, we kind of do need to really start enjoying what we're doing again. And I think now we're embracing what we're really, really good at and now outsourcing what, what we're not particularly good at. It's now time to start enjoying ourselves again and actually remembering why we started a business. Because I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we kind of get trapped in leaving our full-time jobs and starting another one, and which is why I love your podcast so much, because it's all about the opposite of that and all about leveraging your time and actually spending your time doing what you're doing, whether you're spending time with your family or whether you're going on holiday and traveling and being able to do that and also run businesses at the same time. is something that I really want to focus on, especially for the rest of this year. It's working hard, but also being able to play a bit harder as well and actually enjoy the money that we're earning, but also the time that we're actually then getting back at the back end as well. Definitely that. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Okay. Uh, I think it's about time now that people can find out more about you. So where would you like people to head to? Of course, I'm sure you're going to share your Instagram handle, but uh, anywhere else that you'd like people to come and find out more about you and what we're up to. Yeah, definitely. I think the Ideal Collective is a really, really exciting um, opportunity for us. And we are really now growing substantially, which is awesome. So if you want to understand, obviously, we've got a lot of companies that sit within there, which would take just too long to explain on the rest of this podcast. But um, if you go to www.ideal-collective.com, you'll see all the list of the companies that, that we're involved with and what we run together. And I think no matter what it, what business it is that you do, we're probably touching on it in some shape or form with a number of businesses that are in there now. So that would be a good place to go if you're interested about the business specifically. Instagram handle, I'm sure we can leave it in the in the show notes again. It's Chris Taylor Ideal. So Chris Taylor is in my name and then Ideal is in the company name. Um, you should show up. If you type in property or Instagram, normally I'm the person that, that shows up as a little trick within the search function that you can do. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Perfect. Perfect. And in terms of people want to find out more about the masterclass, even if they maybe just want to inquire at the moment or, or they're ready to like, yep, Chris is my man and I want to jump in straight away, whether they need to go for that again. Yeah. So it's bit.ly forward slash leverage Insta. Fantastic. Nice and easy to remember. So remember all lowercase and that will again be in the show notes and I'll put it in this, uh, the Facebook live video as well. I'm going to kind of sign off the podcast now, but we're going to continue on the live just to make sure we've answered everyone's questions because I think that's the key thing. So if you're listening uh, back on Monday to this podcast, it's going to go live on Monday, then make sure you come over to facebook.com forward slash Catherine Turner Speaker and you can come and kind of watch this and interact with these questions that we've had coming in. But as always, I believe there is no better time than now to start creating your leveraged lifestyle. <laughs>